This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 483, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 31st. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 483. It's our comic reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, May 31st, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. As we record this, it's actually June 8th, um, so now that new comics have come out on uh, June 7th, let's have one last look at the, at the week that was, looking back at May 31st. Uh, some of the releases that came out that week that I'm actually not going to be talking about in this podcast include Cable, uh, Deadpool vs. The Punisher Number 4, Doctor Aphra, Doctor Strange, Gamora, Generation X, Hulk, Man-Thing, Moon Knight, Occupy Avengers, Spider-Gwen, Thanos, Wonder Woman Annual, and Trinity Annual. So what will I be chatting about? Well, today, first, we have Captain America Sam Wilson. Uh, this is issue number 22. It's a tie-in to the the current uh, Secret Empire storyline, and I actually thought this was pretty well done. It's right, written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Sean Isaacs. Um, I thought this was actually a really strong uh, character piece about Sam Wilson kind of uh, walking away from being Captain America and kind of be quietly doing his own thing and then figuring out how to kind of help people out of kind of a, an underground railroad, which eventually leads him to becoming approached and involved uh, with something else, a little bit uh, outside of what he's trying to do, just kind of trying to help people uh, without kind of getting his his face up too much. Um, I think it makes sense for a character like this who's been through what he's been through uh, to quietly want to be able to do what he can uh, to help others. Uh, I thought it was a great character piece. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the art was actually a good fit as well. I used to see kind of what they do with Sam Wilson in the storyline going forward. Um, but I thought this was a very human portrayal of a man who, you know, tried so hard, felt like he kind of failed at, at one thing, and then seeing what happens to America after, you know, a, a crazy betrayal, um, losing his sen- a little bit of his identity, um, and uh, then trying to reestablish who he is and do something that's good. Uh, in the world and making a difference in a different way than just punching heads and instead actually helping people and affecting uh, their lives in a very real way. Uh, this was great. Um, and I thought it was a very solid tie-in. Uh, next up is Deadpool 31, which was... Wow, I thought this was great. Written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Matteo Lully. Um, really interesting parallel stories of two different people who were uh, inspired by Captain America growing up. One of them Phil Coulson, one of them's Deadpool and how their uh, paths convene or converge, I should say, um, with Deadpool having to hunt down Agent Coulson. Um, I mean, Coulson isn't in the comic books what he is or was in the MCU universe, at, at least when he was killed off in Avengers, but they keep kind of trying to make it happen, but it hasn't quite ever worked enough. But uh, this was really fascinating, uh, dark, uh, messed up, um, really made Deadpool kind of look at himself differently. This was this was a really heavy issue, um, and it, I mean, a lot of people think you know something's going to happen that's going to be able to hand wave some of this stuff away. Uh, what happens to Rick Jones, obviously, in Secret Empire, and now what happens to Phil Coulson? Um, even if it does, it doesn't change the fact that this was a very heady issue, uh, very full of um, this is just very serious and I thought it was just ex- like immensely well done uh, I thought the art was extremely uh, good at capturing the emotions um, it, you know there's a lot of action here and I thought it was expertly paced and really made it feel like you're watching an action movie in the best way and then when, when things go bad uh, it, it definitely starts to hit you uh, and I think just like it starts to hit Deadpool I um, can only hope I mean, the next issue's cover is obviously a little bit more happy but this definitely had a very sense of 
a big sense of like something's wrong and Deadpool even Deadpool knows it and maybe you can't come back from this I thought this was just exquisite uh, 9 out of 10 next up is Old Man Logan this was uh, I have not liked the storyline I thought the first three chapters were not that interesting this is an amazing chapter this is Past Lives Part 404 by Jeff Lemire and, art- and uh, artist Eric Wynn uh, the only thing that seems to undercut this is that we kind of know that the new storyline and the new creative team is going to be having Old Man Logan versus Maestro. So I'm not really sure, you know, because this is just a great day in the It's the idea that Logan is back with his family. He's broken the amulet. He just wants to be with his family um, and doesn't want to go back. And then he realizes that he can't change things, even though he wants to. He's confronted with the same type of thing that happened in Old Man Logan. He know basically he knows that he's he all he's going to be able to do is watch his family die again, and uh, that is just gut wrenching. Like as a as a parent, as a, as a husband, um, seeing this, you know, he he's lost his family. He's now back and reunited with his family, but now he's going to have to potentially lose them again, and he can't do anything to stop it, even though, you know, in theory he should be able to. And um, it's it's absolutely heartbreaking uh, as he kind of says goodbye to his family, and but then at the same time. Um, you know, he knows that like one day soon he's going to find the come come home and find them dead. And he says, "But not today. Today they are alive." And this this has been the best day of my life. Uh, extremely palpable, emotional. Uh, just this just really got me, and uh, and it really had a nice kind of ending too. The it's comics don't have endings. Um, obviously, this is an end to a creative team, so that's why we're kind of getting a good ending. But it it's a type of book like this that makes me wish we never saw this character again because it's so hopeful. It's so so not comic booky. Like it's you know this man has been through a lot. He gets to revisit parts of his past in the storyline, even though I didn't necessarily think we needed to get three other chapters of this. But it was all worth it for this chapter. This chapter was absolutely fantastic. The idea of this man who's been living in the past, this whole arc uh, since he's come back, is him kind of looking backwards and trying to wishing he could go back to his past. Uh, our future and uh, you know wishing he could change things we could get back to his world and all this stuff and this is him kind of realizing that you know his his life is different now and maybe it's time to start living again because it's like he's been dead um, brilliant I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 as well like these these two particular issues uh, Old Man Logan and Deadpool I thought were extremely strong in very different ways but really good uh, next up is Secret Empire Uprising this is um this is Derek Landy and Joshua Casra. This is an interesting story just to kind of see how this new team is operating, um, how Black Widow is kind of teaching them. And this is, this, was, this was definitely very interesting. And I'm excited to kind of see more stuff like this where um, it's not your typical kind of story. It's still got superheroes in it, obviously, but there's, there's a lot more going, going on here and uh, saying what's different about this world and um, I, I thought this was really interesting, and it worked on a lot of different levels. Uh, so I'm going to give this issue an 8. And uh, next up, we have, after Secret Empire Uprising, we've got Secret Empire number 3, uh, which I liked. Um, I, I, I feel like I, I won't even know what really what this is until the very end. I'm not necessarily sure if the art was as on point as it could have been. I like Andrea Sorrentino, don't get me wrong, but I don't, don't necessarily think it worked as well. Um... There's just something about the art, like it's just—it's almost like it's—it's it's a little muddy at times. It's extremely moody, and I like that about it. But at the same time, it wasn't always as clear as what was going on in some of the panels. And then some of the panels was absolutely gorgeous. Like it was almost like I went back and forth on it, um, using the Hank Pym 
uh, Ultron thing was kind of an interesting idea. The opening and the beginnings uh, with this kind of other version of Steve is kind of intriguing, but I'm interested to see kind of when we get there. I loved seeing the Punisher show up with the Punisher symbol um, with the uh, the tentacles of Hydra coming out of it. Uh, definitely interesting. Um, doesn't necessarily seem like something the Punisher would do, but you never know. Uh, speaking of the Punisher, this is for no one but me. Um, I have been recently, uh, once again, letting my son watch the 1994 uh, Spider-Man animated series, and we were in on the weekend. We were on. There's a chapter where uh, Spider-Man starts uh, going through his tra- mutation and transformation, where he gets the extra arms. So first of all, this happens. I wasn't in the room when it happened. I come back, and my son Zach is like, "Oh, so Daddy." Uh, uh, Spider-Man broke his pajamas, and I realized it's because in the show he rips his pajamas with these extra appendages. And I'm like, oh yeah, he did. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, he's got he's got extra arms. They're coming out of his costume now. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then later on, the Punisher shows up, and so I'm like, Zach, who's that? Because first of all, he's been listening to the show, so Morbius is around, and he keeps. And I'm like, who's that? And my son just looks at Morbius and goes, that's Michael. And I'm like. Yep, that's what they keep calling him on the show. They keep saying Michael, so that you are absolutely correct, Zach. And I'm like, well, who's the other guy? Gesturing towards the Punisher. And he says, uh, that's Pirate. Because, of course, if you're a kid and you're used to seeing uh, shows about pirates and, you know, Captain Hook and all that, there's always a, a skull and crossbones. So if you see a skull in someone's chest, you're going to think they're a pirate. And I'm like, no, 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 Zach. It's it's the Punisher. He's like, pirate. And I'm like, no, it's it's the Punisher. And he's like, hmm, I want to call him the pirate. And I'm like, okay. So from now on, Frank Castle, the pirate. Uh, very different comic, I think. Anyways, I really enjoyed this issue for the most part. I think the art wasn't quite as solid. Uh, the space scenes, especially, I thought Sorrentino's art wasn't quite the best fit for it. But um, overall, I'm still going to give it a 7. I think the story I'm still enjoying a fair bit, so that's good. Uh, next up is Teen Titans Special, The Lazarus Contract, uh, the finale. Overall, I liked this. And this issue definitely had more of um, the fact that it was scripted by Priest. definitely felt more like a Deathstroke issue, uh, which was fitting. Um, it's by Priest, Benjamin Percy, and Dan Abnett on story. Priest on script. Paul Pelletier on pencils. Um I thought it was actually a really interesting way of kind of bringing the characters together. That being said, the fact that you kind of had these teams together didn't necessarily have to happen. Like, it was really a Deathstroke story that they kind of wedged everyone else into. Um, but what I did like more than anything is that after the issue was over, and it was, you know, it was definitely extra length, um, you get these other stories. You have Deathstroke kind of walking away, and, Des- you know, he's not going to be Deathstroke anymore. He's finished. Um so that you have almost like an epilogue there. You have an actual epilogue with uh, Wally West, the younger Wally West, uh, and his team. And he's getting fired from the team by uh, Tim Drake. By Tim Drake. Damian Wayne. And then we have um, Wally West. Uh, it turns out he has a pacemaker, and uh, which is kind of new. It's a retroactive. We've been added into him. And uh, he's not quite the hero he used to be. Uh, which is interesting as well. So I, I like that you know you have this crossover event. That's fine. A lot of people do. But then you have three different, you know, the three different books that were related to this crossover, but all getting a, a shot in the arm in terms of this is the direction coming out of the crossover that makes it worthwhile to have gone through the crossover. And I got to say, I really like that because it adds a sense of stakes. It, the teams that come into this storyline, they, they exit the storyline different. They are changed. That is the way a crossover should be done. I thought this issue was great. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Solid read. I thought the storyline in general was pretty good, so I liked it. And last but not least is a new issue of The Flash. This is issue 23. It's The Color of Fear, part one. Which I feel like it's only going to be two parts, because I think we have running scares starting in 25. Um, I like this. Um, 
I'm really curious where they're going to go with this. I thought the artwork here by Carmine DJ Domenico was fantastic, uh, which is never really a surprise because I'm kind of a huge fan. Um, and I thought the writing by Williamson was really on point as well. The ending definitely felt like a really great uh, uh, cliffhanger. I really enjoyed kind of seeing Barry and how team up together. I like what's going on with Professor Zoom. I'm excited to see what how what more comes from this, so I'm going to give it uh, an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a very solid read. Uh, so that's everything I'm going to get a chance to talk about this particular week. Uh, looking forward to some of the titles that we'll be talking about in our next episode uh, when we talk about the June 7th releases. Some of the highlights include All New Gardens of the Galaxy, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Avengers, Bane Conquest Number 2, an issue of Batman that's getting a lot of press, an issue of Bullseye, Champion, Cyborg, Daredevil, uh, Darth Vader, it's a new launch, I believe that came out this week, uh, Deathstroke, uh, Doctor Strange, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Hawkeye, Iceman, a lot of books, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Justice League, Nightwing, Nova, uh, Rocket, Secret Empire, Brave New World, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Spider-Man, um, Superman, The Fallen Rise of Captain Adam, which is a book I, really, I think is a stealth hit, or a, a, a sleeper hit, I should say, or not even a hit, a sleeper book, which is really in- interesting and enjoyable. Uh, new issue of Unstoppable Wasp, there's Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, number one, X-Men Gold, number five, and Zombies Assemble, number two. So that is everything we'll be talking about in our next episode, or next reviews episode, episode 485. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as I speak in, like, I think four or five hours, our new episode after this, episode 484, is going online, which I'm very excited to share. It is a almost three-hour conversation with Chip Zdarsky that I was able to actually have in my home, uh, which is uh, very exciting and a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's three hours. We're talking about sex criminals, about Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, and uh, many other things. So definitely is something to look forward to coming up. So thanks again for joining us, for Comic Shenanigans. This has been episode 483. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.